Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z-A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell Jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner, the man I am currently beating in head-to-head XFL picks. That's right. I'm bringing it up this early. The incomparable Jeremy Loss. Jay, what's up, dude? Oh, man. What What a week in the XFL. I thoroughly enjoyed everything that they provided uh, over the weekend. I, I, so... Um, I went, my parents were in town from Ohio. Um, and I took my, my stepdad to the bar on Saturday morning at like 11. And I was like the only person, we were like the only people in the, in the bar and I made them turn on the XFL. I was fucking in on it. That's the only thing that was on at that time, right? There's no college No, there was like golf and college basketball, but I was like, no, we got to turn the XFL on. Exactly. So I repeat what I said. There was nothing else on (laughs) worth watching (laughs) because the XFL was was fantastic. We'll, we'll get to that later. We're going to continue our weekly picks. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And make sure you follow us on social at 2 Pod on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's going to be a busy weekend uh, with TakeOver, so we'll be pretty uh, present on on Twitter. Uh, We'll probably drop some stuff on Instagram later this week as well. Uh, But make sure you follow us on both of those social accounts. uh, And make sure you follow us on the BR app as well. We're under uh, 2 Jabroni's Pod as well. We're – the BR app is is fun, man. We're uh, – you know, we live there every week uh, in both the WWE and AEW channels. So – Definitely go check us out. Go, go chat with us over there, or you know, on on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, it's uh, it's ooh, we got another another big week, man. I feel like every week we say it's a big week, but um, we, we got a nice nice little pay per view weekend headed up or I coming know. up. So it's a big one. And th- so f- this is usually our main event segment, but this week we got a little sponsor attached to it. So it is time for the BetOnline.com. AG main event. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for a 50% welcome bonus. Let's get to the main event. And for this week's main event, we are talking everything and anything. Take over Portland. Uh, stacked card here. Let's just run it down real quick before we uh, dissect each match. We got Adam Cole taking on Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT title. We have Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair for the NXT women's title. Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic for the North American title. Then we've got the Undisputed Era defending their NXT tag team titles against the Broserweights. And then a little, little blood feud here. Johnny Gargano taking on the not the demon, just the prince. I guess just Finn Balor, yeah. Uh, and then another, another blood bout. We got Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox going head to head in in a little street fight. I guess just my first impression from this card, and this kind of links to something that happened on Raw. It's it's a little weird to not see Shayna Baszler's name 
on this card just because she's been such a huge part of NXT for so long and has, has kind of dominated for so long. So that's something that stood out to me, just kind of seeing this card on paper. But that Definitely. leads it's me like, to it it'd be it it would be like Johnny Gargano not being on the card. Like she right. is she is synonymous with the NXT women's division. So it's like, it is definitely weird not seeing her um, in a match or even on NXT television very much now. So it's, it's a little odd. I do think though, that she will be on the show. I mean, triple H was on a conference call today. I believe if you're Wednesday night, if you're listening, you're probably listening to this Thursday morning. Um, And, you know, he went out of his way to mention that, you know, Shayna is still technically an NXT talent. Uh, I do think that they're going to leverage what just happened on Raw with her obviously popping in, biting the shit out of Becky Lynch. Uh, I do think Shane is going to make an appearance, and I do think Becky is going to hunt her down at TakeOver. I think that's going to be a big moment. Um, you know, Becky obviously hasn't been back. in. Well, I guess she was back during the Survivor Series uh, f- um, feuds there with NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. But I do think she's going to hunt down Shayna at take over portland and it's going to be a, it's going to be a moment on sunday yeah i mean i could see that happening i i i think the more likely scenario is charlotte shows up because obviously she is building towards a match with rhea ripley at wrestlemania so i think she shows up in some capacity maybe she's in the crowd or maybe she does a, a segment at the end of the match where she's standing at the top of the ramp or something like that but i think that's a little bit more likely than becky showing up but i wouldn't be mad at becky chasing uh shana down at takeover i think it would just further that feud it could be both um, they could they could do both it's it's the only true. pay-per-view that's running like why why not yeah also if you if you don't know this i actually just realized it this week i thought for sure this was going to be on saturday night because t- takeover shows are always on saturday night which is great uh but this show is on sunday night so Reminder for everybody, make sure you're watching this on Sunday night, not Saturday. Don't go to the network on Saturday night thinking you're about to watch a takeover show because it won't be there. I was about to be that person. So um, <laughs> uh, thank goodness. I, I thought I was actually going to have to like watch it later because I'm going uh, out with my son on Saturday night. So I was, I was kind of dreading that. But now that it's on Sunday, I'm like, all right, thank God I get to watch it live. Um, so let's dive into this because this card is phenomenal it's like this is one of my favorite like on paper this is easily one of my favorite takeovers so we'll start with the main event and work our way down obviously we have adam cole versus tomaso champa for the nxt title this is going to be a banger and i have a feeling they're putting this belt back on tomaso champa just the way that they're kind of building it and i'm starting to see i'm starting to feel like they're they're looking at possibly breaking up undisputed era and we're starting to see cracks and we're starting to see um just a little bit of a some chinks in the armor, if you will, for Undisputed Era. So I think this could be the beginning of the end, and we may see Tommaso take the belt off of Adam Cole. I, I'm i going to go the other way. I, I think Cole will retain just because I think there's just more with, with people chasing him. And I guess, you know, the counter to that is to put the belt on Ciampa and then, you know, Finn goes, you know, goes for the belt there. Um, yep. I, I just think I'm just more interested in a Finn Adam Cole match uh, moving forward, and like there's just more. There's there's still a lot more possibilities outside of Cole, right? Were he to retain, like Gargano's obviously in the mix. Um, Dream will probably be in the mix, uh, obviously once he's done with his feud with Roddy. But um, th- that that's my initial gut feeling is that Cole will retain because 
at least for for this pay per view, um, and maybe maybe Champa takes it from him down the road. Yeah, you know, you're right. He gets the belt back that he never lost. So I think that's a big thing. But I think for I just this think weekend, that, I think there's money to be made by doing Champa winning this one, and then maybe doing Cole or Champa versus Balor WrestleMania weekend, because then you have uh, you have Balor coming off of potentially beating. Gargano, which is Champa's longtime best friend, and you kind of have that built that feud built in. Um, and I think that just makes the most sense. But I mean, I wouldn't be mad with Cole winning. I just feel like now's the time to to start the like the dissolving of the undisputed era. As much as we all love them, it's always interesting when like these factions kind of break up when you start to see cracks. Uh, how about this? So- Th- this thought just hit me because I want to agree with you now because this is what I want to happen. So Ciampa takes the belt from Cole, right? Mm-hmm. Undisputed Era, you think that they're going to dissolve. You think they're going to go their own separate ways. Uh, a lot of, you know, not a lot of clarity in terms of their direction for until Mania. Drew McIntyre wins the title from Brock. Undisputed Era goes to Raw. And you have the repeat of when Drew McIntyre won the NXT title. And Cole made his debut and basically informed of the Undisputed Era, super kicking the shit uh, out of Drew to end the show. And boom, the, uh, you know, Drew's got a, uh, a challenger right up front. And you, you keep Cole in that main event picture because he absolutely deserves to be there. And he's, you know, he's been NXT's biggest star for a long, long time. And if, if you're going to take the NXT title off of him, fine. Throw throw him and the undisputed era on Raw, boom. I mean, I'm not mad at that, but then I honestly think the next possible the feud for McIntyre coming out of Mania is going to be Seth Rollins, um, because they are pushing the Monday Night Messiah thing, and he's money at it right now. And I think he after 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 Mania, it's, it just makes a lot of sense. But I mean, if they did a repeat of Cole's debut with McIntyre. Shit, I'm in on it. I just don't. Th- I don't see it l- being a likely like way that they're gonna go. Um, I really just want to see, and I know like people love Dan Speed. I just want to see them dissolve, and I want to see them have either like a Roddy versus Cole match where they fight kind of for the leadership of the Undisputed Era. Because I don't think I think um, O'Reilly and Fish will kind of just follow along with whoever they see as the leader, but like. I would love to see Cole and Roddy fight for leadership of the Undisputed Era. Um, and just, I want to see it kind of dissolve in, in front of our eyes on NXT. I think it makes for good storytelling. Sure. Um, so that's my pick. I, I'm picking Tommaso just so that I can start seeing some chaos. I like it. You you are a fan of chaos. You're, uh, you're, like, you're like the Joker. Uh, <laughs> next up, we got Rhea Ripley taking on Bianca Belair. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this just because I think it's going to be a great match. I do think Rhea easily is walking away with this title because she's going to defend that title against Charlotte at WrestleMania. And I mean, we, we've talked about this match. We talked about this match last week too. Um, and I let my, my feelings be known that I want this to be uh, a no contest so that we can see a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Cause I think that would s- slap so hard. Um, but I mean, the likely scenario is Rhea winning um, and we're just getting a straight up Charlotte versus Rhea match at uh, at WrestleMania. I mean, they're building this feud rather well. 
Um, actually really enjoyed Rhea being on Raw and Charlotte coming out and just standing there um, and watching the match. And she was wearing the shit out of that dress, by the way. Um, side note. <laughs> um, but um, I just really I... like that kind of an angle where, like, you have to prove yourself worthy of the queen. Um, yeah. It was really, really good storytelling. Um, so as much as I really want to see this as a no contest so I can see the triple threat of Mania, uh, this screams Rhea just kind of going over um, and Bianca just kind of biding her time a little bit more, even though she is money right now and she's a main event player. She is a superstar uh, and I cannot wait for her to actually get on the mania stage probably next year in L.A. Um, but right now, I think it's Rhea's time. and We'll get Rhea versus Charlotte. I do think Bianca Belair is headed for Raw at some point. I mean, there. I, I think it would just be the good thing for WWE to do to at least have her travel with her husband, Montez Ford, you know, while mm-hmm. they're on the road, uh, because I'm sure that that's not easy on their relationship and, and everything else. So I, I think that would be doing her a solid eventually. And, you know, she'll be in the raw women's title picture um, at, at some point. You know what I'm realizing now, like with the three brands, you know, what we're going to miss out on is that Monday after mania where there was a whole bunch the call of call-ups. Yeah. That, that was like that. That was so much fun. Like money, the the raw after mania is still like a, a treat and it's still like a special occasion, but like we're never gonna be like this this year we're not gonna be like oh this person's coming up this person's coming up this but person's coming up. It or, could also be, I mean, you know, another draft, a shuffle, or whatever. They can they can basically rename and repackage the draft in very, you know, in, in a couple different iterations. So I do think that there will be some movement uh, here and there, and I think that week will kind of be. Uh, still exciting to watch. I mean, I hope anyway, because you're right. Like that was always awesome to watch, right? Like, uh, you know, when AOP came up uh, as an example, and uh, who else? Kevin Owens came up. You know, I think on, on a Raw, or well, he he obviously came came up during a Cena's Open Challenge, but I think he officially yeah. came up on like a Raw after Mania. So yeah, I, I'm with you, and you know that is a bummer that we won't see it as much. But I do think we're still. We're still going to get some good stuff with people shifting around now that it is it is an official third brand of WWE. Uh, we got Keith Lee taking on Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, I got Keith Lee easily retaining here um, and probably something with uh, Dijakovic doing a hard heel turn because uh, right now he's kind of floating in the middle there. And I do think he's going to go back to being just your classic evil heel. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. You can't take the belt off of Keith Lee right now. He nope. just got it, and he's so over. Um, and I know we just talked about how we were not, we're probably not going to see any kind of surprise surprises on the Monday after Mania. The one that would scream out to me is like Keith Lee just showing up on Raw because he just like screams main of our main roster. Like he screams a Raw guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's Vince's type made, of guy. Like, he has made a name for himself since Survivor Series. And the fact that they've put him in there in spots against Roman and Brock just screams like Vince is like in love with this guy. Um, so I, that that's something I could see down the road. But yes, like this is Keith Lee's moment. Uh, Dijakovic will likely turn heel um, in, and we'll just continue to see this feud kind of play out. Um, but you cannot, I repeat, cannot take the belt off of Keith goddamn Lee right now. He's on fire. The only person that would have been acceptable for him to lose to this early on would have been Dream. Just you know, yeah. put the title back on him. That would have made a whole lot of sense. It's not. 
Uh, not to say Djokovic doesn't deserve a title at some point. I do think they are. They seem to be high on him. He's he also seems like a Vince guy, right? Just his yes. look, his build. Eventually, he'll be on Raw or SmackDown, kind of middle carding the shit out of it. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I do think that you know what you know what I just thought of, like when you said like Dream possibly like taking the like would be perfect to take the belt off of Lee. Could you imagine if Dream came back as a heel? Like. Uh, I would have loved that, to see that. Is like, that dream possible? Is, you think he is so over? It is. It is wild to think but that. Like he has the character, oh, and he no, knows course. how to play the character to make you hate him. Like he's getting heat right now for his whole storyline with Roddy and the way that they're building this. And we can talk about this more later. But like, I think he could easily, easily transition to a here a heel and be fucking excellent at it. Well, I think like his character naturally is supposed to be a heel right he just like he's arrogant he he's almost borderline not borderline he is disrespectful um mm-hmm. and people just love the shit out of him it's because he's so charismatic he's really yeah. good in the ring and it, it, again that is super super rare to have that to, to have that question be posed right like can this guy be a heel like because people will just cheer anything he does it's kind of like the brock effect right like Yes, people do end up booing him for the sake of the storyline. Every time he comes out, he gets a solid pop. And, and yeah, I mean, that's out of like, respect. But I think Dream is just, he's, 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 it's hard not to cheer for that dude. I think Dream can easily take the MJF route. Sure. And like, just kill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if he's got, if he was to come back as a heel or want to turn heel, I could see, foresee him going like, Basically, MJF light because they'll Triple H Vince will never let a full like MJF turn happen on on their t- on their on their shows, um, just because MJF flips people off. He spit on a guy tonight, like that shit's crazy to me. Um, <laughs> so disrespectful, dude. That, that guy My gets so much. God, it's unbelievable. Like his music hit tonight, and the entire arena erupted into booze. And I'm like, I've never. I haven't seen a, a, a heel get this much heat uh, probably since I was, like, a, a little kid. Like, it's incredible what he's doing. And I feel like if they let Dream do it, he could be something along those lines where he could just make people absolutely hate him because he has that – he has the charisma and he has the attitude and the character to really do that. So, um yeah, I mean, we got off on a really bad tangent here. <laughs> um, I do like Keith Lee in this matchup. Next match is Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights for the tag team belts. Um, I've made my my feelings clear here. I want to see a split of the Broserweights and potentially see Pete Dunne join the Undisputed Era, but it's not going to happen. Broserweights are still going to win, though. I do think the Broserweights are going to win. Uh, I, I'm with you in the... In the aspect of, I do see Undisputed Era potentially breaking up, and I think this is one of the cracks that will kind of make that happen. So, and, you know, putting a title on Riddle and Pete Dunne at this point, why not? You know, the, I mean, mm-hmm. those dudes are super over. I think the Broserweight gimmick is super over. It's an, it's a great name, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of an easy name, but... It sells T-shirts. Like they literally made a T-shirt for these dudes, like a week after being together. Um, they clearly see some marketing in them, so I do think they're going to keep them together at least for a while, um, until they eventually push 
Matt Riddle into like the main title picture, uh, which will eventually. And same with Pete Dunne. I think that it will eventually happen, and they'll be part of that. But um, this is a good time to for the undisputed era to lose the titles because if they do lose it, that doesn't hurt their credibility at all as one of the best yeah. NXT tag teams, right? Like they've lost it before and they've won it back. So you know, give it to the Broserweights. Do, do you think Riddle actually gets a chance at going at going toward the the main title, or do you think he gets pushed to Raw or SmackDown? Like, I mean, before that, I just feel the way things are kind of going, and I know he has like. He has legit heat. He has I, weird I, heat, I think, with Vince, right? Because uh, he, I think he's a Triple H guy. Like, Trips will go to bat for him. I think and... Vince likes him, but I think he's getting under Vince's skin with the the uh, Brock Goldberg situations because I think he's getting legit heat from those guys. No, he like, is I think for he... sure. And, and Vince wants to protect his money, right? He knows those two guys draw a shit ton of money. So if you come after Vince's guys, you're going to catch Vince's heat. And that makes total sense. Is it right? Probably not. Does Riddle have points with those two dudes? Absolutely. Um, so I, I do think he is going to be in NXT for a while just because I feel like Vince is in that situation where he's like, you know, he's going to turn to Hunter and just be like, yo, just watch over this dude. Like, you can do whatever you want on that show. Um, you know, and, and I do think Triple H is, he's thinking further ahead, right? He's like, he's going to be on Raw or SmackDown eventually. Like we have to show that he is he is capable of being a main event guy, and I, I do think he's going to have the NXT title uh, at some point in in the future. I mean, I, I get it. I, I just I want to see him face Brock in the worst way. Like, I think it would be a great match, and I think they could actually do something that would be pretty stiff and actually seem like um, like a shoot fight. Yeah, like <laughs> I think they could do that. Um, and and make it seem super realistic. I don't know, like if Vince would actually allow it, but I think if they were to actually like sit down and work together, they could say like, you know, what? we're gonna beat the shit out of each other and make make this thing look real, uh, and we're gonna do good business. Um, I think that could eventually happen, like once Brock is headed toward the end, right? And he has to pick someone who's gonna quote unquote retire him or to put him out of his misery, and. You know, it's it's one of those things like you speak things into existence. And I think Matt Riddle is trying to speak this into existence because he wants to be the guy in WWE lore who retired the Beast Incarnate. Like that's mm -hmm. that's a huge title to attach attach to your name as much as it was for Brock to be the guy who ended the Undertaker's streak at Mania. Yeah. Right. Like he even made like he got on the mic. What was it this weekend when they were in Vegas? Um, saying that he was, he's still the guy that he yeah. is going to uh, yeah. retire Brock. So, I mean, I want to see it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, going back to our prediction, I, th I do think it's bros or weights. Um, and we start seeing some cracks in the speed of air. Absolutely. Uh, and then probably going to be the match of the night here. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor. Um, I, I think it's Finn here. Uh, just As, do I. The As do I. They're pushing him. But man, this is this could be uh, match of the year quality. I mean, this is going to be phenomenal. They For built this out perfectly. Um, you have Mister NXT versus the guy that built NXT, um, and I love heel Finn. Obviously, he's not on the same level of um, 
the heel work that he that he did in New Japan, but it's it's like a level below it because he can't be as vulgar and upfront and like abrasive. Sure. Um, but the stuff that he's doing is very very good. Um, and, and obviously Johnny, Gar- Johnny Gargano just puts on show after show after show when it comes to takeover. So this is this is my pick for match of the night, and it's going to be a banger. I I totally agree. Um, I'm I'm also going with Finn. Uh, just because I do think he's eventually going to be. Um, in the NXT title picture, it just makes too much sense. He's he's too big of a name not to be. Um, not to say Gargano is not, but uh, of the two, Finn just makes the most sense. If you're going to bring him back to NXT, you have to have like a clear vision for him being in the main. You know, if you, if you want to draw, if NXT wants to draw, he's got to be in that um, in that main event spot. So I do think that that's where that's going to go. Uh, in in regards to Gargano, man, like. He, him he's so good <laughs> like it's he, he uh he took on Cameron Grimes tonight like why why was that match that free been that good why was that they had no business being that good tonight that they're just it was free it was free to save that you know what i'm saying like yeah. so with even less time constraints like they're going to give these two dudes time like you just know this might be, this is probably going to be the first match of the night cuz they want to start off the pay-per-view correctly and they're gonna with if they're first if and when they are first i guarantee they're gonna they're going to be in gorilla talking about let's set the bar so high that everyone else is screwed and these two dudes are very very capable of doing that and like takeover cars are like just every time they have a takeover card they the first match always kind of sets that bar like incredibly high and yeah like you said like this one could be an all-timer um, yeah, Gargano is just an, an incredible professional. Like he just knows how to work. He knows how to tell a story in the ring. Um, and, and for a guy that had, I, I would say little fanfare coming in, in terms of like casual wrestling fans, knowing who he was, um, he's kind of elevated himself to, if you're going to make a hall of fame of NXT or like a Mount Rushmore of NXT, he's on that. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. he's just become Mr. NXT. Um, and this kind of is like, this is kind of has the same feel um, similar to like Charlotte versus Trish Stratus, where you have like the OG legend versus like the person that's the legend now. So you have like yep. Mr. NXT versus the guy that built it. So um I'm so excited for this. I, I cannot wait for this match. And and it's it's Balor just because it just makes too much sense to 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 have Balor as your takeover headliner WrestleMania weekend. He came back to be in the main event picture and he is your biggest name. Um you put him on in the headlining spot of the biggest card of the year and, and it just makes sense. So he has to win this time. He Ab- has to. Absolutely. Uh and then to round this out, we've got Dakota Kai taking on Tegan Knox in a street fight. Um, I, th- I think this is going to be a very, very good match. Uh, I'm going to take Dakota Kai. I, I do think you know keep, to keep this feud going, uh, the heel has to go over. So that's that's who I'm going with and, and the direction that I'm going. Uh, th- I think they've built it up pretty solidly. Obviously, it took a while for Tegan to come back after the attack at War Games. Um, and I think they, I think they played it pretty perfectly uh, in regards to kind of just having a big match at a pay per view. Uh, I don't think it's too soon. I don't think you know the, the stipulation makes a whole lot of sense given the emotion that's involved. But um, I do think Dakota Kai is going over here. 
Um, I actually think it's Tegan. Uh, because there we I go. Like, I like opposites. I like when we pick opposites. Yeah, I just feel like they have big plans for Tegan. Um, and, and rightly so. She's really, really good. Um, she's Obviously, she's been hindered with the knee injuries, but um, I, I just think they, they have something kind of in, in the cards for her when it comes to the women's title. So um, I would say she beats Dakota and kind of puts this behind her, and Dakota just kind of stays as that, like that mid-level heel. Um, hopefully she can be a part of whatever mid-level women's title they, they introduce in the future, which I'm hoping that they, that they do. Um, but I just, I just feel like they have big things planned for Tegan and, and now is the time to start like putting the rocket on the, the strapping the rocket to her back so that you can get her going, uh, and potentially have her in the mix post WrestleMania. Um, and this is going to be a good one because yeah, they've been, they've done an excellent job in terms of building this story. And, and showing the emotion between the two, um, so I, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this might be on like a on like a pre-show because there's no way they're doing six on on the main card. So I would just right. assume this might be a pre-show match. That sounds so weird though, like a street fight in the pre-show. But I guess like it's it's tough when there's one, two, three, four, four title matches. So like none of those can technically be on the pre-show. I guess it could be. But you're also not going to put Gargano and Balor on the pre-show. So, yeah, I mean, defaultly, yeah. I guess it's this, which is yeah, strange think to think like about. Champa Cole gets at least 20-ish minutes. Ripley Belair gets at least 15. Lee Dijakovic gets 15. Uh, Undisputed versus Broserweights get 15 to 20. And Gargano versus Ballard's getting 20 to 25. Like, that's just a lot of time. So you'd yeah. have to say, like, Kai versus Knox is just going to get bumped but to they, the pre-show, which is fine. They also, I mean, gonna... they also could put it on because... So the thing with takeovers in the past and why you couldn't necessarily have them be super long is because it's part of a bigger weekend wrestling-wise, right? Like, why can't this be part of the card? This is the only pay-per-view that WWE is putting on. Why not? Just have it oh, be... So you want this to be, like, a three-hour card versus a two-hour two and some change i mean i don't have anything to do in a long weekend do you <laughs> i'm building my whole I mean, weekend around this man i'm actually I working but it's on sunday night oh okay. my shows i just oh yeah dvr your shows what do you we, we have a job to do to talk <laughs> I, don't about have, I, I don't even have cable i watch like i have like an amazon fire tv so i can watch them whenever i want exactly like... so there no excuse <laughs> no excuse Again, I gotta watch my mystery stories, man. <laughs> at certain points in time. Yeah, you're you're an 80 year old woman, actually. Um, <laughs> I drink my red red wine. I watch my mystery stories, and I go to bed at nine o'clock. Exactly. That's my life. Exactly. Um, yeah, just kind of going through that. Very excited about the card, but again, just kind of as we said at the top, it's still super weird to not see Shayna on here, and you know she's still on the roster. I, man, I just have this feeling. I have a feeling that Becky is going to be on the show. I have a feeling, Char- now that you say it, I have a feeling Charlotte's going to be on the show. I think both of them are going to be there. Uh, Charlotte was on WWE Backstage on Tuesday, uh, and her and Renee Young were talking about Charlotte and Becky and kind of like a how they're friends, right? And it's just kind of in this positive light that hasn't really been shown on or off screen in, in a long time. So maybe they both invade NXT, and they look yeah. for... What did uh, they do? Do you remember when Seth invaded NXT? Yes, yeah, yeah. When he was what if they did the similar thing where like he they just they run just in. Out the crowd, yeah, and they take over the mic. Like that'd, that'd be fun. That would be sick. That was what what what, what 
was that pre WrestleMania 33? He was trying to. He was looking for Triple H. Um, yes. Yeah. So that, yeah, was, so that was 30, 33. That was before 33. I believe that was. It was right after Triple H cost him the Universal Title. So right. Yes, I believe it was 33. So yeah. Man, that's, so I mean, that would be. Cool. be I, I'm into it. That you, would be. You, you've sold me. I want Becky on the show. Do it. Let's get it. Do done. a trip. <laughs> um, before, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Real quick before we get into uh, paying some bills. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Shayna for that fucking run in on Monday night. And she went full true blood and bit the shit out of Becky's neck. I thought that was great. Everyone um, was so confused. That is exactly how you want those start this feud. Like, the, the, the cuts to the crowd were like the cuts to the crowd when Eminem showed up at the Oscars. Everyone was like, uh, <laughs> I guess this is cool. And, you know, uh, so that was that was actually pretty funny. But it, it was a great segment. Like once Shayna was in the ring, uh, I mean, one, she looks like she belongs. Right. Like NXT, yeah. Raw, Smackdown, like she's she's just money. But when she started biting her. I, that was one of the most bizarre things I've ever I've seen in a long time. And then that close up of her just like spewing blood out of her mouth, like you said, like a, like a vampire on True Blood, was uh, it was quite the image. It was quite quite yeah. the image. Um, and it, also for, shout out to the WWE for being a little bit looser with with blood. On I was television. gonna. That's what I was about to say. Is like for a company that doesn't love to show blood, like they were obviously the you know the, they worked it out so that she wasn't actually biting Becky and was bleeding like that but uh it was um it was it was it was gory <laughs> yeah <laughs> like put it that considering way. so I watch raw on Monday nights like I'll go back through and I'll watch most of it um and then I go on and watch the abbreviated version on Hulu uh, and normally when it comes to blood they'll either a cut it out or b they'll change the color so that it shows black and white. Like you remember when they did the the Becky segments leading up to Mania last year, and there's the iconic uh, moment where she's in the crowd and she's got her nose busted open, yes. and she's got blood all over yep. her face, and they turned it to black and white. Yep, they do that. So I was watching it again. I went back in and watched it to the uh, earlier today, and it's full color. Like they're just showing full, it all out. They yeah, they wanted that. That definitely was planned. It was a very 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 planned. Uh, segment and it, again it, it played well it played yeah. very very well and then last thing I want to highlight from Raw um, I I have spent a lot of time on this podcast just taking my shots at Randy Orton and how much I dislike him just defecating on Randy <laughs> Orton's legacy every week with you but what he's been doing since Rumble has been top top notch work uh, not only did he take out Edge, he took out our boy Matt Hardy this week, and it was phenomenal. He is doing some excellent work, and I'm actually becoming a fan of what he's doing, and I'm really looking forward to whatever they have planned in these coming weeks leading up to his match with Edge at WrestleMania. Um, he's just playing this character super well. He just seems uh, reinvigorated, he's not doing man. Too much of it. He seems reinvigorated. Like yep. he's always been this character, right? This this assassin basically and i don't know what it is maybe it's edge being back and you know they're actually real life homies so maybe it's just the, the chance to work with him again is has lit a fire in him that he hasn't had in a while but again just the work he's doing is just both or it's purely out of the ring i guess right like the the attacks aside like the psychology of it like his facial expressions the way he he goes about it it's just very very good so shout out randy orton um 
you, you've shout you've, out to Rob being decent this week. It was good. It was it was very very watchable. I and that's that's tough to uh, that's tough to say. The only reason I'm able to watch it at my house and my wife is able to stomach it is because she knows right after Raw's over, The Bachelor is on, and <laughs> I hand over the remote and I leave the room. So <laughs> it's uh, you know, it was, but it was good. It was it was very very good this week. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break to talk about our friends over at Untuck It. Have you ever seen an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn, wait for it, untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. I actually have a couple of Untuck It shirts in the rotation right now for work. And you you actually don't realize how how bad you look with an Untuck shirt that doesn't fall in the right place until you get an Untuck It shirt. So thank you, Untuck It, for saving me from myself. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is super easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So, whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code blue for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and use promo code blue for 20% off at checkout. That was a hell of an ad read. <sighs> you know, then uh, I actually had practice with that one this week because I, I was on a uh, little plug. I was on uh, the Light Years podcast talking about Andrew Wiggins to the Warriors. So if you're uh, a wrestling fan and an Andrew Wiggins fan, I'm your guy because I get to talk about how many hours of of Andrew Wiggins's high school mixtape did you watch? Was it like over 20 hours? Uh, How many hours is all of them? (laughs) (laughs) Because I am sold on Andrew Wiggins. uh, Oh, man, you're in a dark place if you're sold on Andrew Wiggins. Uh, We we can talk about this off off the air. And I actually do have legitimate reasons why and you haven't watched him play with the warriors so you shut your mouth you you enjoy your <laughs> lakers title this year and we'll see you with yeah, a, the you lakers know, are not winning the title this year they uh, needed they, to make a move and they're just not they, they they're missing like a key piece um look at you and, trying to be the the humble lakers fan this is this is quite I'm, a look on you my friend i just don't like what they're <laughs> doing in the backcourt and i they needed they needed darren collison to come back and that's a but isn't I mean, it if we're like relying on Darren right. Collison coming out of retirement? It's a dark. dark You're like time. this. We need this dude who hasn't played all year to help us win a title, and we have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I yeah. think we you should be able to figure that out. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, all right, moving on to the Wednesday night wars. We had a pretty busy night tonight. Uh, Wednesday, obviously, you're probably listening to this on Thursday. So, um, obviously, the the head, headliner. AEW has crowned a new women's champion. It is Nyla Rose. Um, a pretty solid match with Riho. Uh, it makes a ton of sense to get the belt off of Riho. She's just not on TV off en- uh, enough. Um, she is beloved by the crowd, but she just doesn't show up. And that's kind of been like 
the way that Britt Baker's been going with her her promos. Another also side note, Britt Baker had another fucking phenomenal promo tonight. Um, she's money, man. She, she is fantastic. She, she shit on uh, Whataburger and just got all the heat from the Texas fans. Just like easy stuff. That was like uh, that was very. Um, you remember when Elias and KO were in Seattle and they talked about the Supersonics? It was, yes. it was almost an equivalent reaction. Uh, an NBA team that had to leave and Whataburger. <laughs> it was like instant heat, too. It was like she said something, and it was like, boom, the crowd turned on her, and it was loud. Um, so I'm a big fan of what they're doing with Britt Baker. Hopefully down the line we get Nyla versus Britt. Um, I just like Nyla as the champion right now. She's been on fire, um, and she can kind of legitimize the the women's uh, division because it's in desperate need of it. Um, they continue to build towards uh, Revolution. Uh, Omega and, and and Hangman actually defended their belts against SCU tonight, um, and then they are doing a tag team battle royal next week to determine the number one contender at Revolution, and the bucks are in it and it's like, okay, that's obvious. Like we're going to get the bucks versus Omega and page at revolution. And the elite is going to split up and it's going to be entertaining. And the match is going to actually be fire and everything's going to be right in the world. Um, but we just have to suffer through um, a very exhausting tag team battle Royal next week. I feel like they're going to throw us a swerve on that. Just real quick on this with that and like we're all expecting Paige to turn right and I still think he's going to I think Omega is going to turn with him that's my new stance I think they're both going to turn and just shatter the elite and everything that they've understood I like it god I like Omega as a heel yeah he's like I really love like Omega's most memorable moment obviously he had iconic matches with like Okada but like his most memorable moment is his turn on AJ Styles in New Japan. Yes. So, like, if they can reenact that in some way, like, what if they just, what if instead of Hangman and and Page turning, or, or Hangman and Omega turning, what if they all three of them just turned on Hangman and we kind of just relive that moment? That should be kind of dope. There just needs to be a turn. There needs to be a turn of some turn. point. Yes. Yeah, of some sort. They've been building it and teasing it that it needs to happen. And then the last like really key thing to come out of this this episode of Dynamite is there is a new signing in AEW and it is not uh, Luke Harper. It is Jeff effing Cobb. Now, if you don't know who Jeff Cobb is, he is a monster on the indie scene. He's been he's been in Ring of Honor lately. He did work in New Japan. He did work in uh, PWG. He did work in Lucha Underground. Like he is a phenomenal in ring wrestler, former Olympian. Uh, he was actually a tag team champion with Matt Riddle back in the day in PWG. Um, he's going to face um, Mox next week on Dynamite. He's part of the inner circle, it looks like. Um, so, again, inner circle just continues to build and be this massive NWO-like faction in uh, Dynamite. Um, and then also, uh, real quick, it looks like we're going to get Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager at Revolution. So it'll be Jake yep. Hager's first match official match in the ring in dynamite uh don't know how that impacts his mma career but that's that could be a fun match um and then nxt was just fucking fire tonight i i loved it yeah we uh we're setting up for i mean we talked a little bit about this at the top uh you know in regards to takeover but you know dream versus roddy the that came that's gonna be 
a fire fire feud. Um, obviously, Dream is uh, <laughs> again very very disrespectful. I mean, y- you have the dude's wife and child. The kid was on there too, right? Or like some reference to the kid, or was that last week? Yeah, he had his he had uh, Roddy's son on his tights. I swear to God, if somebody put my son or my daughter on their tights like that, I'm throwing hands. Oh, like a thousand percent. You're throwing down in fisticuffs. Yeah, um, I I almost want to believe that Dream didn't even tell him, like you oh. know, and just was like, <laughs> I'm gonna piss him off somehow, just to add just some, just some more like realness to the hatred that Roddy would have towards him. So, uh, and, and dream has done that stuff in the past where he's put stuff on his trunks that he, that didn't necessarily get approval from the people well, that I mean, he needs has to call me up Marina on his ass. Right. Yeah. So like, he's, uh, he's, he's shooting a shot. Uh, I, I <laughs> hope to God he had that like, okayed with Roddy and didn't just like go rogue. Cause if he went rogue, it's, it's, it could get like super stiff in the ring come next week when they actually have their match. Oh yeah, he's. Like, I think Roddy would break his back for real. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like those those backbreakers would be stiff as shit. Um, another thing we uh, you mentioned earlier, which we we just got to cover again because I do think it is going to be fantastic. The Riddle Dunn stuff is, you know, from the from the dust the Dusty Classic. Obviously, you know them winning was a big deal, but th- them as a as one of these odd couple tag teams. It's, 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 they're fun to watch. You know, they, it, they 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 match in no way, <laughs> and they sh- probably shouldn't work. And again, that kind of leads to your point of you know, one of them is going to turn on each other eventually, and rightfully so. But for now, let them have fun. Yeah, these like digital shorts that they've been doing, like the the road to Portland, where they like start to drive and then they take a boat and like nothing's going right for them, and it's like it's just super comical and like. Riddle is hilarious. Like his character is just funny to me. Um, and so to see the odd couple with Dunn obviously being the serious side of things, it's it's just fun, entertaining. And I, I but I still want to see them have a feud because they're two just incredible in ring workers, and I think it would be awesome. Um, so that's why I'm kind of hoping for a turn, but for right now, I'm enjoying it. And I was laughing my ass off watching these uh little segments. Um, and then last thing we're, we're going to talk about for NXT is uh, we have a new number one contender for the cruiserweight belt, um, who is a former cruiserweight champion, and that's Leo Rush. He took down Angel Garza tonight in a really good match. Um, Jesus. Leo Rush versus Jordan Devlin is going to be all over the place next week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so the results of this match kind of spoke a couple of things to me, and I'm wondering what your thoughts on it. So, one... To not have Garza go over after he's had pretty big impact on Raw, that leads me to believe that he's eventually going to just be up there, right? Like, that's just going to be his new lane is over on Raw yeah, I, as I part of they, that stable th- with Zelina. Yeah, I thought there was a report saying, like, they really like him up there, so yeah. he's probably going to stay up there. So and that makes sense. Like, it does not It does seem like they're going the route of just keeping him up there, and he'd be great. I, I mean, adding him to a stable with Zelina, maybe Andrade when he comes back, like, I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah, for sure. And then I do think they're going to put the belt back on Leo Rush. I I don't know Jordan Devlin's like living situation and, you know, whether this is just a way to get him back in the UK and just kind of be the NXT UK guy. Um but I do think they're going to put the belt back on Leo just because they need that belt on TV every week. Um and 
Just, I, unless Jordan Devlin has moved out here, I haven't read anything that leads me to believe that he has kind of fully made that move, um, at least permanently. So th- that's why I'm thinking, you know, they're gonna the the title is gonna go back to Leo because they they didn't really give him an opportunity to get it back, right? Like he no. So he, well, he was in the he was in that fatal four way, wasn't he? The, the match that to get into the fatal four way, right? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think it makes sense. I think what you're saying is right. Like, you just put the belt back on Leo and you have it on TV every week. And Leo's good, man. He is very so good, good. Yeah. on the mic. He doesn't even have to wrestle to make you like interested in himself, like in him. Like he just he's excellent on the mic. Obviously, he had the time up on the main roster with with Bobby Lashley, and he made Bobby Lashley seem somewhat interesting. So um, the fact that he's on his own, he I would love to see him with the belt again. Maybe he can go over to the UK for um, a few weeks and and have a. a cross ocean feud with with devlin i'd be down for that i mean make uh nxt uk even more interesting so um next week is gonna be interesting next week's uh takeover or nxt dynamite offerings are are gonna be really really strong so i'm i'm really looking forward to that um before we wrap up and before we get into xfl picks for week two that's really why everyone's here by the way for our xfl picks they just got to listen to all this wrestling stuff to get to our wrestling or our xfl picks so let's so run through these news and notes massive news and notes big one coming out of this week wrestlemania 37 is going to be five hours down the road in la at the new sofi stadium and these two jabronis are going to be there i immediately once it was tweeted out texted the wife who was at work and I said I do you want to go and she immediately was like for like the whole week <laughs> and I said yes and she said I think you should just go with Jeremy so it is uh it is it is That's absolutely kind of what my wife said yeah but just said like you should go with Ben I was yeah like, yep, okay <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll probably be tagging we'll we'll find some more people to tag along with us um because it's man it's gonna be I think it's gonna be incredible like that that stadium's gonna be nice. I like that stadium's gonna be fine. I think that stadium for WrestleMania is going to be freaking amazing. It just yeah, looks the only great. thing that I'm not looking forward to is the fact that like WrestleMania is obviously gonna be at SoFi, which is in Inglewood, which is right next to the form, but they're definitely gonna be doing raw SmackDown takeover at Staples and like getting around It's a bit LA of a drive, yeah. Staples to Inglewood is just a nightmare. So that's like that's going to be a little bit of an issue, but I, we've already talked about this. We're 100% going to be there all week because when Mania was in S in, in the Bay area, we, I only went to Mania and I'm like, I've always kicked myself for not going for the full week of festivities. So going to take advantage of the fact that it's in California next year. And we're going to, we're going to live it up. We're going to do, we're, oh, I'm already counting down to it. I mean, we haven't even right? hit 36 yet. <laughs> Uh, um, but that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Main event. What do you think it's gonna be? Uh, Rock Roman. God, great minds. I have the same pick. Yeah, I think it just makes too much I, sense. I mean, one Roman already put it out there during their their media event that they had over there at SoFi. So I I think I mean obviously this is gonna depend totally on on Rock's you know movie shoot schedule and depend on like what. But I feel there's just so much money right there. There's just so much money to be made on that match. And, like, The Rock, he's not going to be... He's not not going to be the biggest movie star in the world <laughs> come next year, right? He's still going to be that guy. And I think Roman's going to be back on top. 
Uh, maybe yep. not at this WrestleMania, but or like if not at this WrestleMania, at least by SummerSlam. And, you know, so that's going to give him he's going to I think he's going to have the title. And I think it's going to be Rock Roman for the title that like who's not watching that? I, I don't you, you have to have no soul or not care about wrestling to not watch that. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I will say that uh, The Rock has a movie coming out later in 2021. So he may be doing like reshoots or maybe doing some sort of promotion, like starting promotional. Um, he's but Black it's also Adam in L.A. It's in L.A. I know. Like Black Adam is coming out December 22nd, 2021. So that gives you like there's some leeway there and you can start the kickstart of you could start doing the promotional activity. And maybe that's that promotional activity just happens to include a match at WrestleMania. Like, I like think that's, that makes the, sense. that's the ultimate form of promo for anything, right? I mean, that's like, the whole reason he came back for the other race, uh, the other WrestleMania. Exactly. Like, yeah. Get stuff in order for his movies. So I'm down for it. Um, as long as his, uh, as long as like Warner Brothers allows it to happen, I'm fucking, that's my pick. And I'm going to stick to it in, until it's, Rumble next year. It's, it just makes uh, too much sense. Speaking of. WWE superstars who have transitioned to Hollywood. We've we've got another one who's actually returning to SmackDown. Uh, I think it's the end of this month. Is it February twenty eighth or or what yeah, is it? Yeah. Uh, we have John Cena is coming back to SmackDown. I I don't know to do what. Maybe to set up what he's going to do at Mania. I'm assuming that that's what it is because uh, he was not. I mean, he had a small part in it last year. But uh, I, I do think he's going to find some way to be on that card down there in Tampa. My my whole thing is if he's not going to show up in that ridiculous outfit that was tweeted out, like the the super tight polo with jorts and white socks, uh, basically like the um, old dad look. I don't want to look like Kendall. <laughs> yeah, he. I for a while I was like, is this at like? Madame Tussauds wax museum like what is this a real picture of him because it 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 kind of looked fake but you know in actuality I am kind of glad that he's back it should he should provide some some interesting storyline that we you know I don't think we've even thought of it yet he's probably picking the guy um to to take on at WrestleMania which is crazy to think about I don't think he's doing anything I think he's just showing up I think he's going to be there for some stupid segment that may not be anything other than just a segment on SmackDown. You think he's just promoting he's the new a Fast right and Furious movie? Um, obviously, he has Fast 9 coming out next year, which looks ridiculous, by the way. Of course. Um, of course it does. That doesn't mean it's going to it's and is going to be incredible. Do you? But Come on. I just don't I don't see him getting back in the ring right now for it just. It doesn't suit me time-wise, and I don't know where they would throw him in, unless they like really gave us a legitimate Cena Taker match. Would I be interested? Or a fiend? Uh, fiend shit. Cena? Are we? Yeah, man. Now I want to see that. <laughs> that would be incredible. Damn it! Can you imagine? Um, Bray Wyatt adding the picture of John Cena with his eyes X'd out behind him well, like, on Firefly isn't like His whole deal, like he's getting, he's going after people that wronged him in the past. And Maybe Cena, Cena definitely fits that bill. God damn it, man! Okay, 
Yeah, the fiend's gonna definitely attack him because the fiend's gonna lose his belt at Super Showdown. We all know that's gonna happen. So, oh please, I'm hoping you're not speaking that into existence because I really it's hope that's gonna happen. happen. This is KO all over again. Like Goldberg comes back, wins the belt right before Mania, and he's gonna defend it and lose it. So it's definitely gonna be. I mean, we're just gonna the the series of events are already in motion. Like Goldberg wins the belt at Super Showdown. Now that you've told me. It totally makes sense. The Fiend attacks John Cena. Roman wins Elimination Chamber. He faces fucking Goldberg at Mania. Roman wins the title. There you go. Boom. It's over. Damn it. I really wanted to see Fiend Roman. I thought that was going to be really good. It's not going to happen. I mean, it's just I don't understand this idea that we have to put the belt on fucking Goldberg. I don't like it. I mean, it's it's super showdown right like i think this is probably the the show where they have the least or there's there's input that they take from you know the saudi prince or whatever just to kind of fulfill whatever weird childhood fantasies he had um to to even want to bring the, the wwe to saudi arabia so i do think they're they're kind of facing a lot of pressure there and you know money talks i think that's just the the most simple way to put this and it's it's unfortunate because I think the fiend Roman would have been a fire match at at Mania. It would, it would have been so good and would have just signaled that like, hey, we believe in you guys. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, we believe in the roster that we have. And like, and two we guys talked about it last week, like we were predicting, like, okay, what's going to happen with Goldberg? And like I said, like on this show, if the, if it's Goldberg fiend, I'm gonna flip a like I'm gonna flip my shit. And like I was legitimately mad on Friday. I texted you. I was like. This is sucks. This is so bad. Like I was fucking pissed. Yeah, it was. Uh, man, it's it's a huge bummer, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> um, but you know what's not a bummer? The two way trophy gauntlet match. I'm just kidding. Yeah. This is this what is, is huge. This? This, like I don't know what this is. The fact that I had to read that out loud with fake enthusiasm just really bums <laughs> me out. Um, but I guess they're fighting for some trophy or something. Uh, it's it's not really clear. They kind of just. They kind of just threw it in on Raw. Like, we all knew what it meant. They're like, nah, dude, what does this trophy mean? Like, can we get some background on the trophy, um, on on why these people were selected to be in it? Like, the the people in this don't even make that much sense. Like, Rusev, R-Truth, AJ, Andrade, Eric Rowan, and Lashley. Like, the only two people who have any sort of connection are Lashley and Rusev, right? Like, they've been feuding. The rest of these, the, this combination of people makes absolutely no sense. Nothing. And it's like they just like put the the put up the roster on like a board and just started throwing darts. Right. And, like whoever it landed on is who is going to be in this. Who match. wants but, this like, trophy? Who wants this weird trophy that we just made up? Um, well, that's man. Whatever happened to the the belt that they gave? Was it? Oh, was it? Was it when Braun won the uh, the greatest Royal Rumble? And they had another trophy, and now they're getting this trophy. Like I, I've lost track of everything. Like, are, there, are are we still doing the Andre Giant Battle Royale? Isn't that like that's the pre-show at Mania, right? Is it still? Did they do it last year? Uh, yes, they did do it last did. year because they who did Michael it? J and uh, and what's his face in it. Who, who, but I can't tell you who won it. Who won it? Was it Matt Hardy? Was that the year before? God, no, that wasn't. Man. That was the year before. Who was it? I'm gonna look it up right now. Everyone's gonna listen while I look. This like up. I remember, the first year was Cesaro. Then it was the Big Show. 
then it was Mojo, then Matt Hardy. Wait, was it Braun? It might have been Braun. Was it Braun? It was Braun, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Runner up, <Okay>. Colin Jost. <laughs> so yeah. It was uh oh. it was it was Braun. I remember, yeah, it was the SNL thing. Uh him and him and Che and Jost had their had their feud. Can we just, can we just stop with these really dumb trophies? Uh like I, you're asking the wrong guy, my friend. <laughs> I, I am, mean, I just don't understand it. Like Andrade's in this match and his belt's not even on the line. Like, what are we doing here? Obviously, I, on and 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 like this is, I think, the the day that Andrade's suspicion lifts. <laughs> Great timing. Just let's throw him in this meaningless, meaningless match. So uh, I think he's gonna win too. He's gonna be like, I'm the United States champion and the two week trophy gauntlet match winner. And then I think it's Lashley that wins. Sure. I, sure. I mean, who fucking cares? I mean, it's pointless. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm probably not gonna watch this card anyways because. I just cannot like I, I wouldn't be able to get through it and I'm I would be like I'd probably punch my screen watching Goldberg Fiend, but um That's gonna be a bummer. Um <laughs> if they're gonna do Goldberg Fiend, at least like let like put the red light on. Like make yeah, it so, so we, that the so we don't have to see it. <laughs> so we actually don't have to witness uh yeah. witness the match. That would actually be a great move. Um real quick wrapping up on these news and notes also matt hardy man looks like he's done with wwe um they basically wrote him off tv after the randy orton segment where he concertoed him uh i almost sound like he missed by the way it didn't make the usual sound of a concerto so i was mm-hmm. actually legitimately concerned for a second because i thought he might have actually connected with his head that being aside i actually had this momentary thought where you know because matt kind of went into his past with edge and how they had like they legitimately had heat uh because of um a certain you know love interest that they both shared and yeah. i thought he was going to reveal himself as the guy who put orden up to it you know and, and was like oh this oh, is how we're going to get this is how we're going to get matt back in the fold this is going to be awesome and then he just kind of went the you know the the route of writing him off tv so i was a little bummed about that but it does look like i mean he's he's going to find he he clearly wants to keep working i think he He's going to bring back the delete thing, which they could never really, unfortunately, figure out in WWE when that was a freaking money, easy money maker. Uh, it was, it was there for the taking. It was on, it was on a friggin' T. Yeah, they they blew it. Uh, but um, Dark Order in AEW, it just yeah, he's going to be the exalted one. It just makes too much sense. He, he's the only uh, thing that can not, actually save the Dark Order at this point, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I mean. They're doing a little bit better with with everything that's been going on, but yeah, he would be the guy to really kind of legitimize him. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he's not the exalted one, I'd be really, really surprised. Um, I mean, I was looking at some stuff before we started recording and trying to think of other ideas of what he could be. Obviously, he does want to work, but like, there's, I, I'm sure there's still the option of him being a part timer and being more of a background producer, like a backstage producer, right? Um, but I don't know if he wants to do that, though. Seems to point at him leaving. Um, I mean, he tweeted AEW goodbye. <laughs> he literally tweeted goodbye and then a link yeah. to like a free the delete YouTube video. So I think his ass is uh, I think he's done. And you and know, then speaking of somebody that we thought was done and may have a future in the WWE is MVP. Obviously, his last match was last week or the week before. Um, but he showed up on Raw this past week. He had his uh, his segment with Drew McIntyre, 
And reports are that there's some talks going on about him potentially becoming a backstage producer. And if they go well, obviously he'll get a get a job there. I'd I'd be into it. I think he is he's got a great mind for the business. Um, obviously he has a lot of history with the WWE, and I'm all I'm all for new blood in the backstage. So do it. I'm 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 down for it. Let's see what let's see what happens. Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised to see him back uh, because I thought he was done with the company after his match with Ray, um, and he was on Corey Graves' podcast you know, after that episode and it sounded like he was just done, you know, he, he kind of did his piece and he was going to peace out, but you know, uh, it was, that was a solid segment with, with Drew and um, you're right. Like he, he's got the mind for this. And if, you know, Matt isn't going to take that job and be kind of backstage producer, like MVP is, is a solid pick for that. Uh, yep. Speaking of picks, it is now time for yes. what you've all been waiting for. So week one of the XFL did not disappoint. Before we get to the actual picks, let's let's review. Um, we we pick all four games, so both Saturday and Sunday games. We did that last week. I am currently in the lead, uh, probably temporarily, <laughs> at uh, three and one. Jeremy is right on my tail at two and two in terms of picks. So uh, I'm going to enjoy this lead and rub it in your face while I still can. <laughs> but uh, let's let's just jump into these picks in in the first game. Of week two of the XFL, we have a battle of the undefeateds. We have the God, I, I can't. I love how you're selling it. This is great. I'm selling. I'm selling the shit out of this. We have your New York Guardians taking on the DC Defenders. A battle in the East. Who are you going with, Jeremy? I'm I'm Team Defenders. I'm rolling with my squad. Um, I'm all about this team. I was fucking screaming at the TV when I was at the bar. Uh, watching this, watching this team play. Obviously, they have um, Cardell Jones. Um, they have some talent. I'm fucking in on the DC Defenders. So going DC Defenders all the way. Um, so I'm I'm into it. All right. Well, as you know, usually I will, as I usually do, I'm going to go with the New York Guardians. So we're going opposite. You know, but I, no ties here. We're, the, like at the end of this season, if we end up in a tie, I'm gonna be so sad. So I'd rather lose than than this end in a tie. So I, as often as I can, I'm going to go the opposite of what you pick. Next up, we've got the Tampa Bay Vipers. Yes, Tampa yeah. Bay Tampa Bay Vipers. Excuse me, taking on the Seattle Dragons. I'll uh, I'll take the first pick on here. Uh, I'm gonna. They, I'm gonna go with the Dragons. I. It's hard Thank to pick God, against. Them. I was like, I can, I have to pick the Vipers. I can't root for the Dragons. They also look like shit in the first round or in in week hey, one against the Defenders. Hey, so. it's everyone's first game, shaking off some rust and some nerves. So just just relax over there, okay? Relax. I, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Vipers. Sure. Even you, though they have god awful jerseys, I'm still going with the Vipers. You you take the Vipers. I'm happy. You, you yeah. Well, I, obviously <laughs> I'm happy. I took the Dragons. <laughs> Next up in the third game, we've got. Your Dallas Re- Renegades taking on the L.A. Wildcats. Jay, I'll let you go first. Uh, we're going Wildcats. Great, because I can't take an L.A. team. So <laughs> I am going with the Dallas Renegades. So All right, and this last one is is simple because you are team team Battlehawks. For life. For life. And I'm, I'm not going to get on that train, so we'll split it up. I'll go Roughnecks. Wow. All opposite. So... There will this be, be a big shift this week. Big this is shift. huge. Someone is gonna go, 
yeah, someone could go zero and four. That that could be that could you know cripple <laughs> any hope be. of a comeback. I, I'm riding hard with the Battlehawks, man. They have Marquette King. I picked the Battlehawks purely from a name standpoint and to support our friend uh, who who works for the Battlehawks. And then I was watching it at a restaurant. By the way, by the way, I went out to I think it was lunch on Sunday with my wife and her family, and this place was playing the XFL on three TVs. Naturally, oh, what a place. I was blown away and thrilled. And she was like, what are you watching? She was she was very upset. I'm like, it's the XFL and my team is on. And she's like, did you, you happen to see that punt from Marquette King? Like that was the play of the game. Yeah, he's incredible. Like, How is he not in the NFL? Because that punt was incredible. I don't know. But that's why, you know, when I looked up, I was like, oh, my team is on the St. Louis Battlehawks. And then they had to punt in one of the early possessions of the game. And I, you know, I was like, oh, that guy looks, is that Marquette King? He punts it. Great punt. Zoom in, Marquette King. So look, man, this guy might be the MVP of the league. <laughs> he is. <laughs> early he favorite is right now. Early, early favorite. favorite. He is. What did you think of the kickoff? So I did not know the kickoff rule going into it. And I saw it and I was like, what the hell is going on? And the more I watched, I was like, I'm super in on this. And I think the NFL should adapt it. It was I don't so I don't fully understand it if I'm being honest. Like obviously they they line up differently than the rest of the NFL. But like what's the what's the benefit of it? So you're not having for one, they're not running as far and fast into each other. And oh, it's like a it's, safety thing. Yes. So like there there's safety there there's a safety aspect and there's a little bit more of a um a better chance at returns because they're um, it's almost like run blocking in a sense. And there's not just like random ass guys like speeding down a certain lane Got it. down the field and getting a full head of steam. So you can like, so like let blocks develop. Yeah. So like if you can, what? okay. and they can't, they can't actually start blocking or start going after the kick returner until that guy gets the ball. So like <clears throat> there's a lot more possibility for, for a kickoff return. And then once he gets through that line, it's like, off to the races all you got to do is beat the kicker so it's like i i'm really enjoying that and then from a safety side of things it's incredible it's great um and then i think in, in excitement wise it it's gonna build and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun and obviously like the pat situation is interesting as well you know what i just a thought just crossed my head um next year when we're driving down to wrestlemania 36 I yeah. think it's aligned with the XFL still being in session. So I think we may have to. What if they did the XFL championship game at SoFi? And then the next week, like, so the Saturday or the Sunday pre mania, they do XFL championship. And then they start the change in the arena for to and getting the, the arena ready for mania. So, like, you could do realistically, you'd do XFL championship first raw. SmackDown, Mania, Raw after Smack or Takeover, Mania, Raw after Mania, SmackDown after Mania, leave LA. So we have to move to LA for like two weeks. Is what I mean, you're basically, like, yeah. Okay. But like that'd be a hell of a time. And also I'd be completely broke after that. I think both of us, I think both of our wives would divorce us because we <laughs> if we had to explain <laughs> the situation to them, we're like, we're going for an XFL game and then a week of wrestling. Um it, it, I mean, on the surface, it sounds fantastic. I, but you know what? I'm in. Power All positivity. Right, we're gonna start planning. We just gotta make sure the budgets line up because it, it's gonna be expensive. <laughs> it's but... getting pricey. 
Yeah, it's, but it's, we, it's we're going to make this work. we got a full year to plan. And save. Yes, <laughs> and save. And I'm sure, like, I know people in L.A. I don't think we need to, like, get hotels. No, like, yeah. We can, we'll, we'll couch we can make surf. This work. We'll, we'll, All we'll right. make it work. Every week we're going to do a little bit more planning for WrestleMania next year. So be prepared to hear that on the podcast. Absolutely. Let's start planning. All right, man. Um, it's, it's, so let's, let's wrap this we, up. We got to get, get out, out of here. here. So much. The XFL <laughs> so segment is really extending our show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make sure you follow us on social. Follow us on Twitter at 2JabronisPod. Follow us on Instagram at 2JabronisPod. Follow us in the BR app at 2JabronisPod. We are going to be having some fun with the XFL this year. We're going to be live tweeting TakeOver this weekend. So make sure you follow us on social. Uh, and make sure you interact with us on social, on Twitter, on Instagram, and especially in the BR app because we want that goddamn belt. So make sure you follow us and interact with us on social. And don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And I have a quick gripe with whoever left us a two-star review. Come oh, at me, bro. And Like, if you're gonna not, if you're gonna leave us a shitty review, be like the other person who left us a one star review. Don't don't go two. What the what the hell's a two star review? Uh, five or one? You hate us or I, you love us? Didn't the review say like be original, don't steal a gimmick or something like that? Like oh, is that what cares? it said? I didn't even read it. I, I honestly, I, I just saw the two star rating because I was I was uh, doing some some blue wire stuff and uh, I just noticed that we just had one and I was like, oh, that's funny. And I just wanted to call it out. If you are out there, whoever you are, come at me, bro. Come at us. Uh, you, you don't know where we live, but you know our Twitter handles because we just promoted it. And uh, thanks for listening, though, because clearly yeah. you have listened. Pickups for listening. Thanks to everybody that's already dropped us a five-star review uh, and, and, and dropped us uh, reviews outside of two and one star. So thank you very much. Uh, and always thank you for listening. And, that, and let's sign off like this. To the person who left us that two-star review. Shut your face, jabroni. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll catch you later. Peace. Bye.